Music, Reagan. I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. Hi, Kirk. How are you? I'm well, Paul. Thank you for asking. Oh, you're welcome for asking. <laughs> That's our show. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Thanks for watching and listening. That was weird. Why was that weird that time? I don't know. It's like, a first, it's like a first date. Why are we uncomfortable with each other? Oh, hi. So you're, so you're Paul. It's like a married couple waking up after years <laughs> just like, I don't even know you anymore. I don't even know you Is that how you eat? <laughs> Uh, so, yes, we are now several weeks into the new year, mm-hmm. and it's been about a year since we did something a little different mm-hmm. in 2023, which is that we watched MTV News's Year in Rock 1993 recap. Yes. And uh, got nostalgic about 30 years ago. Yes. And uh, now it's been almost a year, and we're in 2024. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Another 30 years has passed since this happened. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. my God. That's so fucked up. This one, you know, I, I watched it to get familiar with it before yeah. we recorded. And I have so many vivid memories from 1994. You would have been... 11. That's perfect. I mean, that's a great age. Yeah. And... It's, you know, you're, it's, it's the time of my life where I was like really kind of becoming aware of pop culture. I was actually starting to watch MTV. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I I think it's my favorite year of my life. Like I'm very nostalgic for 1994. Even though I was not old enough to actually experience any of these things, but like reading about them in Rolling Stone magazine and, and watching them on MTV and sort of. Uh, being a boy, yeah. you know, just like a tween yeah. boy in the nineties. Uh, yeah, what a time to be alive! You, of course, were a full-grown man. I was twenty-four in yeah. Chicago doing theater. Uh, so ninety-four is obviously it's going to be very nostalgic for me. I think maybe ninety-two for me is a little more nostalgic. Mm. But ninety-four was a, a pivotal year, yeah, in my life, and it was a real sliding doors moment where I don't know if you know this, but. 1994 is when I first started dating Anne. Oh. Uh, fall of 1980. So fall of 1994. And at that same time, I got cast in an independent film. Mm-hmm. And this is when the early 90s when independent film was everything. Right. And uh, I was going to move to Brooklyn to do that movie. Mm-hmm. And it was a movie. I was like the third or fourth lead. But the movie was an independent dramedy called Saltwater Kisses, mm-hmm. which is 90s indie movie as fuck. Yeah. Uh, and it was going to star Jeremy Piven. Ooh, you were going to work with Piven? I was going to be Piven's younger brother. Okay. And it was a family drama, family mm-hmm. dramedy. And the grandfather was Abe Vigoda. Nice. Um, Tessio. Yep. The, the Jeremy Piven's... Live-in girlfriend was going to be this uh, really great actress named Lauren Velez, who had a big movie called "I Like It Like That," which was a big Latina movie back then, and then went on to do like New York Undercover. Mm-hmm. And then my girlfriend in the uh, movie was going to be this uh, great woman, uh, Adrian Shelley, who went on to direct the movie Waitress. And oh, fortunately, was like horribly murdered like fifteen years ago or something. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was going to do that movie like. The guy cast me, who's now been a longtime friend of mine. He's like, "Yeah, you're gonna move to Brooklyn for like for like two months. We're gonna do this movie." And uh, just as I was about to leave, the funding fell through. Yeah, it didn't happen. I kind of figured that was what yes, you were gonna say. Exactly. Yeah, but 
Had that m- movie gone through, I would have never married Anne. Uh, explain why. Because we were just casually dating. It oh, was but, and you would have moved away like when you were still in the casual phase and it would have killed it? Yes, it would have killed it because okay. we were very casual. And I was like, I told her, I was like, hey, I think I'm moving to Brooklyn yeah. to do this movie. So... I, that's just see you. Like, see you. That's yeah. gonna be, and of course, I was gonna be a big star, right? After said yeah. movie, so what was I gonna do? Go back to Chicago and date this girl I just met? Yeah, but that didn't happen. That is a big sliding doors moment. Now you say that you're glad. I mean, you're implying you're glad things went Am I? this way. Um, but I'm sitting here going like, man, you could have worked with Pivot. I could have worked with Pivot and Dave Pagoda. <laughs> yeah, and Fish. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it was all. I was all cast and all set. But yeah. I had that. And I always say that to my kids. I was like, had that happened, you would not have been born. Yeah. Did that movie ever get made? Nope. Did you did you, you did you see a script? Did you read it? Oh yeah, I you read it. Yeah. Do you still have a copy of the script of no, this movie I that never not. got made? No, but my 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 the guy who did it, my friend Robert Munich, has since gone on to be a TV producer. Yeah. We talk about it every now and then. I was like, that was a real he's like, yeah, it was gonna happen. It was gonna be a whole thing. Yeah. And it just fucking fell through. Oh wow. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was that's my nineteen ninety four. That yeah, that's a very 1994 indie movie. <laughs> yes, and it's, you know that didn't happen. Didn't a happen. lot of movies just doesn't happen. It didn't happen. But uh, yeah. but that that was my 94. No, my 94 was I graduated from sixth grade. God <laughs> oh, damn, it's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I mean, at, you know, at this point, our age difference is like it doesn't matter. It's like, no, yeah, but years, back I then it does. Yeah, 50s, but it's the difference between 11 and. 20. It's 23, huge. 24, whatever. Huge. So, yeah, much different. I was a little boy. Yes. Uh, but, man, I th- th- what we're about to watch, I like have strong memories of almost all of it. Like, all these songs and music videos and these bands, you know, that were either just first coming out or the ones that were sort of on mm-hmm. the downslope. And these news events, whether yeah. it's tabloidy stuff, like Lorena Bobbitt or... Yeah. You know, whatever was going on with the Clintons. But all that stuff is like, I was kind of like vaguely aware of it happening, you know, because we had a Newsweek subscription, yeah. but not really understanding it or locking mm-hmm. into it because I'm 11 and I don't even know what health insurance is. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like, oh, the Clintons failed to get health care passed. And you're like, I was like, I remember that. Yeah. But I also didn't understand it. He didn't so really care to understand I it. I was way more interested in like, the offspring. <laughs> well, that's what's great is that even though I was 24 and you're in the sixth grade, yeah. we still, when this came out, both watched this. Yeah, of course. I mean, it was MTV. It was MTV and I was still young enough where I was like, yes. yeah, I watch MTV all the time. And this was the year that I started watching MTV because, uh, as I think I've mentioned in the past, but just to refresh your memory, is one weekend my parents went somewhere and yeah. so we had to stay with my grandmother for the weekend. And there was a, a marathon of the real world second season yeah. in Los Angeles. Season. Yeah. And uh, and my older brother was kind of like, yeah, Meme doesn't know that we're not allowed to watch MTV. Let's just watch this. Ugh. But we had to go home before it ended. So I just, we kept watching it when we got back home. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the seal was broken. I was like, oh, I watched MTV and didn't burst into flame. <laughs> yeah. And mom and dad don't know and it's like oh yeah just you know just 
Do it anyway. Yeah. Just break the rules. Yeah. And then lie to your parents. You know how you lie to your parents. Yeah, exactly. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And then so I just started in 1994 was the year I started watching MTV. That's amazing. Uh, so I remember this one. Now, one other quick little preliminary thing. An interesting thing I found when I went to find this on YouTube is there are two different versions. Uh, the one that we're going to watch is from a home video. Because they, they like did a home video, they released it commercially wow. on VHS. Because you could make money back then with that. Yeah. Wow. Because this video on YouTube, like, there's previews for like a Beavis and Butthead mm-hmm. video cassette, and, and, and oh, that's awesome. There's like an ident at the beginning. So oh, this okay. is from a home video. Okay. But also the broadcast version is on YouTube, and they're different. They're slightly different. Oh. Most of the segments are the same, but each version has content that the other one doesn't have. Oh wow. So, like, there's, like, a couple... They spend 30 seconds talking about Green Day in the broadcast version, and they never come up in this one. That's weird. Um, yeah, it is weird. But I can only pick one, and I chose this one because it's a little bit longer, mm-hmm. and also it's just a better quality video. Okay. But anyone who's curious enough, you know, watch both. Yeah. Dive uh, deep. Yeah, so... I'm going to skip past the uh, commercial okay. for the Beavis and Butthead home video, and we'll just start with Tab- <laughs> Tabitha and Kurt. Oh, Tabitha. And uh, I always liked Kennedy, but we're going to see more Kennedy in this than we did last oh, year. Oh, wow. She changed. Hi, Kurt Loader. And I'm Tabitha. Hi, Tabitha. The year in rock, 94. Yeah. A look back at the year of punk resurgence on a new generation of mud-covered Woodstock masses. Rappers in trouble. Democrats in trouble. And students in trouble for just about anything they did. It was a year of big albums. And the usual bevy of hot new acts. And a year in which one of rock's most gifted groups was sundered by the suicide of its leader. Oh, wow, yeah. 1994 was also sundered. Year, sundered. very difficult to distinguish between the garish style and substance of tabloid newspapers and life itself. It was a year of media. Except you said that last year. Yeah, it's always been the same. Yeah. Not yet, John. It was another unbelievable year among the unbelievable Oh my god, this is crazy. Let's see, there was all the usual Michael Jackson action. The singer saved Europe this year, or at least Hungary, at least in a video he shot there. Although he failed to win oh, yeah. Euro I don't remember this. It wasn't a big, it wasn't a hit. I can't remember what the video was for. It wasn't good. This this quick clip really made me laugh. This, the thing that this guy is about to say, this like German music critic. Uh, that Michael Jackson had a single song which you can sing when you're drunk. Wait, what did he say? He said, Michael Jackson isn't good because he doesn't have a single song that you can sing when you're drunk. <laughs> you know what? He's, not German, he's Russian. But he's yeah. not, like, exactly wrong. Right, he's thinking about, like, like a Russian drinking song yeah. or something, being at the pub and, like, you know. There's, what, are you going to sing Human Nature when you're no, drunk? No. Yeah. But that's not what it's for. No. <laughs> it's for dancing. That's true. Yeah. But I just thought that's a great that point. A that's a great point. Taking a break from fending off child molesting charges, Jackson also got married this oh, year. Oh God, I remember that kiss. Oh, I mean, I very specifically remember that was the first MTV Video Awards I ever watched. Oh, it wow. was at the beginning of September, and like because it was it was like the first week of school, oh, and I remember, God. and it was my first year of junior high. That's a big deal. At a new school, like lots of new friends. I remember like talking about that with. A bunch of guys who I didn't really know yet mm. just being like, did you see that last night? And us being kind of like, yeah, that was weird. We don't know how kisses are supposed to go yet, but like, not like that. Yeah, like you don't <laughs> even know that it's like, that's yeah. not how you do it, but you still know that that's Yeah, we weird. were like, that was wrong somehow. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Fans of the 
Yeah, well. September 8th, 1994. Wow, good call. Yeah. His father, the late Elvis Presley, declared themselves embarrassed on his behalf. Jackson's always entertaining family wow. also elbowed into the act, yakking up a Jackson Family Honors Award show that, yeah. as it turned out, there was? a lot of people wanted to see. I don't remember that, that at all. the Wisconsin woman who changed her name to Michael Jackson? I'm going to do something that no one else will do. That no one else had the guts to do. Wow. So I went as far as changing the name. Oh, that woman rules. Yeah, she's awesome. I want to meet Michael Jackson, the woman in Wisconsin. I hope she kept it. I hope she's still alive. I hope she's still named Michael Jackson. And I hope she has the most Wisconsin accent (laughs) I've ever heard in my life. She's like, people don't have the guts to do it, but I did. And that was clearly her on like Maury or Jenny Jones or one of these shows uh, talking about that. And then just a reaction shot from Perry Fan. Yeah. I remember that earthquake in Northridge. I yeah, wasn't oh, here, yeah. but it was a big one. I'll say it again. I saw him naked in a gym in L.A. three years later. <laughs> and that porn star saw him naked, too, in the porn that he got to make after all that. Good for him. Yeah, this is oh, the year yeah, of Nancy Kerrigan year. and Tanya Harding. That was 30 years ago. God damn. That's crazy. This was such a big deal. Now that I don't remember. I don't remember that either. You can see the, you know, the nose hairs in their nostrils. I can do without the, uh, hey MTV, let's do the wacky commentary out of context. That's yeah, it's, I don't know. It, it, uh, watching this, you know, MTV always was knocked for like its quick editing. Yeah. Which, even 30 years later, I'm like, geez, slow down. Yeah. <laughs> even by today's standards, it's yeah, like, hold on, hold on. Like, like, let's give me let's, time to react. Let me process. Yeah. Yeah. This year's the 30th anniversary. That's crazy. Of Simpson. So much happened. Again, I was 11, so I was just angry that they interrupted Family Matters. Yeah. For that. Oh, my God. Judge Lance Ito. Did he, did he die a few years ago? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what that was about, but okay. Hey, watch it. Yeah, they weren't, though. I know they weren't. <laughs> he was. That now in the in the broadcast version, they had a clip of George Michael also descri- at a press conference describing himself as a slave. Oh, okay. That's to his record company, best. which... I think this version was like, yeah, edit out the white guy calling yeah, himself. Maybe a slave. we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. And Marion Barry. Oh my God! Him? Yeah. Previous declarations department was former Washington D.C. mayor and jailed crack addict Marion Barry reappeared on the scene distributing little bags. Was he a crack addict or did he just smoke crack? I think he were just. That's a good question. Leadership. 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 Oh my god, look how young Keanu Reeves is. Yeah, this is uh, 30th Speed. anniversary of Speed this year. Great movie. Great, great movie. Oh, yeah. He's a baby in yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, he he's like, he's getting to that point where like, he's still great looking, Yeah, but he's getting grizzled. Oh yeah. But he's surprisingly, for a former pretty boy, pulling off grizzled awesome. Oh yeah, he's gotten both the pretty boy down and the I mean, the John grizzled. Wick is awesome. I fucking love John yeah. Wick. <laughs> so good. It's his best thing. Yeah. 
to subject of an actual college course. I think Kiana typifies a kind of entropy which isn't even capable of attaching itself to the asymmetry of mimicry. Okay, uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but you can fuck off. <laughs> I love that they put that clip in there of this college student? Professor? Sounds TA? Looks like he's about 30. Uh, yeah, but you know there are those permanent academics. Yeah, he's yeah. he's definitely a graduate yeah, student. 100%. But that statement was so ridiculous that I'm like, is is that tongue in cheek? Like, is that being ridiculous for MTV on purpose? Because that statement is is so stupid. <laughs> it does feel like it could be that. It also feels like watch me cook. I know, I know, but I don't know whether to like hate or love this guy. Yeah, because I, I don't have the context of him saying that, and I want to I want to hear it again. Because it's just too good. Uh, the key, the class on Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I would take that course. I would take the course. Of an actual college course. I think Keanu typifies a kind of entropy which isn't even capable of attaching itself to the asymmetry of mimicry. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, Another year of inexplicable behavior on the part of people who obviously never know any better. Uh, you know what to do now, right? Go home and die. I forget. A little bit of Johnny Ryan. We did. We said this last year too. I forget how snarky it is. I always thought it was more. Kurt, s- I heard Loader is very over it, mm-hmm. and he's a little bit of an older guy, so yeah. he's clear. Like a little bit of it, it's Kurt Loader is just kind of glib. Yeah. MTV back then was a little glib. Yeah. I think. Just after 30 years, we take things that should be taken seriously more seriously. Like when he's just like, Michael Jackson took a break from child molesting charges. And it's just like, wow, you really just sort of glided over the fact that... Yeah, you couldn't do this now. Because people be like, don't make fun of that. That's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not. No, it's not. But it's also part of that like... 90s ironic like everything is so heightened and ironically detached so it was a great decade but Kurt Loder is also just kind of like shitty about everything in a way that I do love yeah (laughs) but I think part of it is also because he's a little older and I think he comes from a more traditional like journalism approach that he just sort of reads the news unemotionally and you know, like trying to be Walter Cronkite about it, just like this happened. Yeah. And, but, but because he's saying it about such ridiculous things, mm. it comes off as very glib. Yeah. You know, mm. um, in a way that sometimes is straight up offensive. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot do that now. Uh, there's, there's an R. Kelly segment coming up. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, I'm, when I say segment, it's like they're only spending 10 to 15 seconds on yeah. any one thing, but yeah. Uh, that this is early R. Kelly, so it's probably pretty uh, complimentary. Yeah, but but they also mention. Well, we'll get to. Okay, it. let's get to. Because yeah. I'm trying to think of what happened to him in '94. The punk rock that Johnny Lydon pioneered in the '70s came back in full force this year. So did a lot of other classic styles: lounge music from the likes of Tony Bennett, and even medieval chants from the Benedictine monks of Santo Domingo. Oh de yeah, the other, thing. the other acts that broke through in a big way this year. You gotta keep them separate. Yeah. That, you know, that first Offspring album, I, I still like it. Listen, it I only rules. know this one song, and this one song's pretty good. They pretty quickly got ridiculous and started doing Pretty Fly for oh, a yeah, White Guy and all that band. cheesy shit. Separated's a good song. But that first album's cool. Like the Offspring, 
Dexter Holland. Wow. I, oh, I love Courtney Love. So I. It's so funny. They're like, oh, there's a punk resurgence. And I was like, oh, was it? Yes. Gr- you know, grunge. I guess it's grunge. Oh, yeah. I guess they're... I like Granny Love. Oh, she's awesome. I mean, she's problematic, but I kind of, you know, I just, I, like, I love her. Um, I liked her songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Home was great. Yeah. Loser. Oh, my God. Beck. I mean, it was really like, I know they they said it many, many times. Yeah. They're like, Loser's like the epitome of, of uh, Generation slacker culture. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. This is still 94, so Beck really hadn't done anything else no. yet. Obviously, he is a genius and evolved into, yeah. like, you know, critically acclaimed, Grammy, yeah. Grammy, winning, Grammy winning, bunches of, like, all-time albums. Yeah. But Loser could have so easily been, like, a one-hit wonder. Oh, yeah. Novelty. Yeah. Where we, we, we could have been talking about it now the way that we talked about, like, uh... I mean, uh, it could have been the, like a Who Let the Dogs Out. Who Let the Yes, Who Let the Dogs Out. I was trying to think of, uh, uh, was the John Wayne rap? Oh, the dude, uh, the, the, uh, rap the, the and dude. dude. Yeah. We yeah. could be talking about Loser the way we talked about rap and 100%. dude. 100%. But then two years later, he put out Odelay, and it's like, oh, wait, that kid's a genius. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, oh, this guy did where it's at. Okay. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's not to shit on Loser because I do unironically I, love Loser. I like Loser too, but it could have easily gone south. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he would have just been like, hey, remember Beck? Yeah. <laughs> that guy was a tool. Yeah. But, and no. here's, here's Thurston Moore interview. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm like, 120 minutes. Man, it's a smash hit. How do you feel about that? It's like uh, surfing in some oil spillage. Noisemakers yeah. weren't the only hit makers this year. Pure and simple music made by singer songwriters. Oh my god. Sure. Hi. Uh, Lisa oh, Loeb and Cheryl Crow. Oh, don't make me oh, choose. Oh, I choose both. Cheryl Crow back then. Uh, it's so funny because I thought Cheryl Crow was big in 96. I had that wrong. No, 94. Wow. Yeah. Tuesday Night Music Club. Yeah, I thought that was 96. Wow. Lisa Love, Lisa hi. Lisa Loeb Okay. Yeah, August and Everything After came out. That was a big album. Huge. Though. It's real heartfelt. I think you know, it means a lot to us. I think that carries over to Wow. This song was... I, I had like so, this Her in this video in particular, she I is a huge crush on so her. so charming. Yeah. I still like that song. I don't hate it. Here we go. <laughs> Look, I mean, that's a jam. We it's can't listen jam. to it anymore. No, I can't listen to any R. Kelly now. <laughs> but at the time, you're just like, whoa, this guy's just yeah. going to be... Here. I mean, he had a great voice. He was. Yeah. He's a very talented man. Just, he doesn't become untalented just because no. he's, he's a, a fucking evil criminal. Yeah, exactly. Um, but wow. Yeah. Good to know that there's a lot of people out there that don't see nothing wrong with it either. R. Kelly set a chart record this year, scoring the longest-running number one song on wow. the R&B charts, Bump and Grind. Kelly also found time to write for the oh, top okay. Yeah, that's a problem, too. No, did you hear what she said? He he had he found time to write and produce hits for his teenage bride Aaliyah. He just glided right yeah, over that. Like it's his fine. teenage bride. His teenage yeah. bride. There's no problem with that. She was like 15, yeah. right? When there's, he married her. Yeah. There's there's no problem with that. Yeah. Oh my. They don't God. even mention like. And that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> they just that's a weird say, fucking thing. Yeah. Because it just kind of happened to like, I'm not going to say nobody questioned it, 
But it, it wasn't yeah. like a huge scandal or anything. It was kind of like, hey, that's weird. But that's how people reacted to weird things back then. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of shrugged. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's weird. Yeah. Okay, I guess it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. It, it, but like, you know, in retrospect, this is very... Yeah, it's very telly. <laughs> yeah. Icky. I'm Changing faces is great. Hey, baby face. face. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Now, I know that you hate Ace of Base. I hate Ace of Base. We agree on ABBA. Yes, but you're okay with Ace of Base. Yeah, that's my hot take. I hate ABBA. I like Ace of Base. (laughs) I wonder if that's just because you're in 11th grade and you're like, years old. And you're like, yeah, this is fine. A little bit. It's nostalgia, probably. But I like the sign. I like all that she wants. All of it. I had that album on CD. Wow. Give me a deep cut. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Not that I ever listened to any of the non-hits. Okay, makes sense. But I did have a copy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were huge for a, for a, for a couple of minutes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Come on. I hate it. So Lily loves this song. I fucking hate it. Oh really? They still yeah. they know it because of Pitch Perfect. Uh, you shouldn't sing Swedish. Coolio. Still a good song. Well, because it's, uh, it's, it's a sample. Yeah. It's a good sample. And finally, Compton's latest hip hop graduate is Coolio. Wow. <laughs> is he from Compton? I guess he was. I didn't know that. Voyage, a decidedly non gangster jam. Everybody don't got to be, you know, you know what I'm saying? Even though I can be like that, you know what I'm saying? So don't trip. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, cool. Being like, hey, not everybody needs to be hard. Oh, but oh, but I do have but street credibility. It's like, yeah, fuck you, weird Al. Just have your pop rap hit, and That's it's fine. good. And I have no hate for Coolio at all. Um, but I don't know that I'd be afraid of him. No, same. <laughs> Breakthrough haircut of the year. This is held last year by Snoop Doggy Dog. Doggy Dog. For selling records for the usual successful suspects: Aerosmith, Madonna, Tom Petty, REM, Boys to Men, and Mariah Carey. Here's the all-star honor roll. All right. This song's 30 years old. God, that's crazy. Never like this song. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. They were modest about it. We just happened to be a group that was in the right place at the right time. No, I remember this song. How do you feel about Tom Petty? I like Tom Petty, particularly the stuff when I was like in elementary or like middle school mm-hmm. like American Girl Refugee oh yeah American Girl's early, the best yeah all yeah. those earlier songs as he got a little older I was kind of like he kind of eh, it just wasn't for me yeah I like I, I like this stuff I still like this song and then they'll talk about it in a minute um, uh, Last Dance with Last Dance with, with Mary, Mary Jane, Jane is the other one which it's okay I don't like that one as much but the video is pretty yeah. iconic with the Kim early Mason. stuff is it's funny for me I like more of his earlier stuff but I do like more of his earlier yeah. stuff yeah yeah for sure yeah Wildflowers. Earlier in the year, Petty released a video featuring actress Kim Basinger as a corpse. Oh yeah. It's very tough to be dead. That was a, it was a cool video. I never liked the song. Also, Kim Basinger was a huge fucking star. Oh yeah. Huge. Uh oh. Okay. Here we go, Aerosmith. Why is there always Aerosmith? Because Get a Grip was huge. Uh, it was. We just talked about it recently in our no, terrible songs great videos. But that was that came out I think in ninety three, but it was still spinning off mm-hmm. singles in ninety four. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
said we're over. But yeah, we came back just to kick some ass. Oh, I wish someone would kick his ass. I wish you stop. Just I, <laughs> I want to beat up I don't like any of it. <laughs> oh, God. This is not the video we watched. No. This is, you, do you know, you know who that was, right? No. It's Stephen Dorff. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Dorfman. Yeah. Now, here's something that ruled, but okay. you probably don't care about, is when Jimmy Page and, and Robert Plant got back together and put out that album of Led Zeppelin songs that were like acoustic. No, I called don't remember No Quarter. Oh, no, oh no. called No... Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. Vaguely remember this. Wow. That was good shit. Can't believe it was only 14 years after. That's amazing. It feels like so much longer. Is this supposed to freak you, Kenneth? Yeah. I like this song. Oh, Monster by R.E.M. is the first CD I ever got. Oh, wow. I still love it so much. It, like, has sort of an infamous reputation for being a CD that you would always find in, like, bargain bins because people sold it back. Oh, wow. But it's good. It's just that, like, it was this very, like, loud, glam, Mm. semi-grunge, you know, electric guitar rock album that came out right after they had done... Like losing my religion, and that and then followed up by like everybody hurts. Oh, exactly. Like they had some quieter albums, and, yeah. I, and that's when they got huge. Yeah, and I think people just kind of like didn't want this from them Probably. at the time. But I've always loved it. I think and it's a good song. It's, I mean, it's that. That's one of my top five REM oh, songs. I'm okay. not gonna say maybe top three, but what's the frequency? Kenneth is awesome. That's a good and song. There's a lot of good stuff on that album. If we'd made another really quiet record, then we would be. You know, James Taylor for life. Yeah, I like that. I was like their attitude. Nobody was happier yeah. about finally getting Monster onto the market than the guys who made it. For me, it's a real relief when the record finally comes out because it, it, it stops being ours and it becomes everyone else's. And at that point, they can love it or hate it. R.E.M. I don't love every, you know, album they ever mm-hmm. made, but they never made a misstep. You know what I mean? I like, what you're saying. They just have the right opinions and the right. I. It's again to me. It's to me. They're like <clears throat> a little bit like Pearl Jam, where, well, hang on, where <laughs> I like them, but yeah. I don't like their music. I think like Pearl. I think they're like yeah. good dudes, and I think I like to hear them interviewed. I just most of the music I don't like. I mean, they're one of my all-time favorite bands. I understand. And, but I'm with you on Pearl Jam. I don't like Pearl Jam. It's hard for me to hear them compared that way. Yeah, I understand. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest concert of the year was Woodstock 94 in oh, Charlotte, yeah. New York. The 350,000 fans were as much the Did you go? Of the show as the no. Did you know anyone who went? No. no. But I, like I said before, Anne went to Lollapalooza. That's the only big thing I've The first one. The commercial disaster turned out to be nothing of the sort. Take a look. I would never do this. Never. You couldn't pay me enough. Never. To go to one of these giant, I wouldn't. And I wouldn't go to Coachella. No, nope. any festival where all you nope. got is porta potties and you have to pay eighteen dollars for a bottle of water. Yeah. Like it honestly sounds like torture to me. Yeah, it sounds like hell. And it's just another type of human being who, like, that's just their bliss. Yeah, they're like, this is amazing. Thing. I could never do this. Too much. 
from Mexico, from Indiana. Washington State. Get out of here. These poor VJs they made go to this. Yeah. And it's still not as bad as the next one that came up. The other, the, oh, the I shitty mean, Woodstock. 94 went fine. Yeah. Like, it was not for being sort of commercial. Yeah. And, but there are no cynical. issues. But 99 was so Ooh, gross. What yeah. a mess. Yeah, Fucking they, awful. But this is this was produced in 94 and they didn't know yet. Yep. They had no they idea. They can't put it in that context. Yep. Wearing the Calvin Klein shirt yeah. to Woodstock. Yeah. We just noticing that. Oh, Allison Stewart. Oh, Allison Stewart. She's the best. Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy was uh, like a big deal yeah. for a hot minute. He was fucking fun. I'm sure he's still funny now, but I remember when he was on MTV, I was like, this dude's awesome. Yeah, he was he was the coolest. Yeah. Um, but it's like, don't make Bill go to Woodstock. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are you guys come to see? That is a good assortment. That's yeah. I mean, that's big names. Yeah, except for Aerosmith. Yeah, I can fuck off. I don't remember that Aerosmith played Woodstock '94. Don't remember that at all. Again, they were having a, a good year, but gross. yeah, that was ugh. this dude, John Sencio. I forgot <laughs> this guy existed. He's such a forgettable. White you guy. said it right now, but because I was 11 and I just started watching MTV, I thought John Sencio was the coolest. <laughs> I remember him. <laughs> Not at all until this very moment. <laughs> Have not thought of him since '94. Nope. Yeah. Nash. He stills in Nash. Huh? What about you, man? That that pair, those two buddies yeah. who are there. Who are you here to see? Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Who are you here to see? Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> We're best friends. That tells you everything about Woodstock '94. Yeah. That that's a very specific, very chaotic. Uh, I appreciate that attitude. Yeah, he's like, I'm just here. There's a lot of random acts of nudity going on. You need to sit down. Lost my underwear last night. All these kids are basically my age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or or maybe a couple years older. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, I I like this segment because it really shows you the good mix of like um, cynicism about things that it's good to be cynical about like the commercialism of Woodstock 94 but also you know these people are like okay oh I'm naked I'm recapturing the spirit of 1969 or whatever but there was some earnestness there and the lineup was great that's a huge lineup the bands who were there were great I don't really think that Woodstock is a lot to do with anything about 69 because we have a whole different attitude. People here are ready to slam. <laughs> All right. Everybody told us exactly what to expect. Oh, wait. Some Pepper played? Yeah. I forgot about that. Mudstock now instead of Woodstock. A lot of people dipped in mud. Henry Rollins. Another example of a guy who I think is cool but hate his music. Ricky Rockman, I forgot him too. Oh, you're eating mud. There's definite shit in there, dude. Yeah, don't eat the mud. Chris Connolly rules too. I love Chris Connolly. Chris Connolly's great. Yeah, he looks like a baby there. But he's one of the, well, I was going to say he's one of the adults in the room at MTV though. Like him and Tabitha and Kurt. It's like, okay, we're the actual sort of. Yeah, we can pull it together. Journalists here. And then later Dave Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's still awesome. Yeah, he's great. Uh, as opposed to like the ones just like Bill Bellamy is like, I'm a stand-up comedian yeah. and a VJ. Hey, I'm yeah, Dan I'm Cortez. Not... I'm just some rando. <laughs> right. And John Sencio, it's, I'm um, the white guy. Yeah, I have a ponytail. But yeah. How's your family going to think about 
Mother Nature, whatever can be turned out for people here, people endured it. And, you know, it's pretty amazing. Everyone walks around with a smile on their face and haven't seen one person Oof. pissed off yet. No. Concert organizers say they estimated that at least 350,000 people are here or were here. And that less than 200,000 of those people had paid for tickets. Got in for free. That is a good part. Unfortunately, we 90s hippies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Crust punks. Yep. Yeah, there's just not enough of us to keep it under control. Yeah, of course. Look at she was she was a member of the security team. That was like a 17-year-old yeah. girl. She's like she's like the same age. No one's gonna listen to her. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> please, please, please stop knocking Guys, down the fence. Don't come in for free. Yeah. Uh what I remember about this is it it would have been the second week of August. In 1994, because that was the week my family always went on vacation in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. And we went to like this, you know, this lake in the mountains, but it was this little, it was called Bungalow Village. Mm -hmm. It was like a little cluster of cabins that you would rent on the lake. But there was also like a rec hall Mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, like a pool table and arcade games and stuff. And there were a lot of, you know, kids my age there and we would hang out in the rec hall and there were TVs in there. And they were covering Woodstock Live. All oh, that. So you just sat there and, and watched. So we it were all. like sort of watching it. Oh wow! While MTV covered it, and like I just remember experiencing it on TV in New Hampshire. Wow. Yeah. And just I think like, I probably only caught it in MTV News because I sure. was like out doing shit. Just, so yeah, you were living your life. Yeah, I was eleven, going like. Gen X is so cool. <laughs> They're amazing. Look at these cool grown-ups <laughs> doing grown-up old people doing old things. Yeah. They're giving a lot of time to Woodstock 94 on the second one. It was a big deal. And everything else is going to cost you. And now this is the cynical like, yeah. machine right here. They got stores to my left over here. We can go shopping. It's like a mall. $11 for cheese and 12 for veggies. That's okay. so funny because you're like, nowadays you're like, eh, pretty good. Well, that's that's not a, a large pizza. It's like no, a medium pizza. A medium. $12 for a medium pizza is what you would pay now. Yeah. But this is 30 years ago. That's a lie. You've been like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> For and that's that just size like, pizza? That's just like a pizza that was frozen and nuked. Oh, yeah. It's not tasting no. good. Yeah. So $12, I, you know, I'll have to do use the inflation calculator online. I want to figure out what that would be now. Oh, it's yeah. probably like $35. Probably. Dollars, right? it's, it's a ripoff. Here's the Woodstock pizza count. I am so fashionable. <laughs> wow. It's a Everybody does look real. cool. No, Every they do. Day. A real feeling. Well, they're like, this is as high tech as it gets. It can't get any more high tech than it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is the segment of the Woodstock '94 coverage where Kennedy is going around to people in the middle of the night, waking them up while they're sleeping in their sleeping bags and asking them questions. That's very Kennedy. Just leave it at that. Yeah, and I'm and I'm so annoyed for them, yeah. but also just looking at her, I'm like, yeah, I remember why I had a crush on. Yeah. Her. Like, yeah. she was the one I liked. I get it. And we didn't know that she was going to turn Sir, out to be a yeah, exactly. Republican here. pundit, there's, but... There's a small poodle here. Hi. Oh, young woman. <laughs> Stop bothering people. Yeah, leave us alone. <laughs> How are you? This is literally climbing into some guy's tent and <laughs> grabbed a pizza. Yeah. I'm sure that they were like, we're MTV, can we bother yeah. you? That guy took too many drugs. Yes. Why are you asleep? Why am I asleep? I'm not. I was though, minute ago. That doesn't are make any sense. Are you going to the rave party? 
That's funny, just actually just interviewing the straight up past out. That is kind of funny. <laughs> and there was a rave at Woodstock. Oh my god, because raves were cool. It was the 90s. Yep. They spent so much money to cover it. They were like, "We are doing a full yeah, package." Yeah, that's exactly right. We're, we're getting, we're wringing every dollar out of this. <laughs> we're leaving because it's like a nine-plus hour wait just to get on the bus. Oh, I would never, ever, ever think about that. You do Woodstock, and then they're like, "Okay, get on the bus to get out." Is nine hours? Yeah, I'm, I, my cousin about. 20 years ago, almost or so, went to like Bumbershoot or one of the the one down in Tennessee. What was that one called? Yeah, yeah, I know. One of them. And he got stuck in traffic for like 24 hours. I mean, I would kill myself. Just like on the highway and bumper to bumper when they were leaving. Yeah. When that's when you want to get the feeling. Yeah, it's so much worse when you're leaving because you're just done and then you're sitting there and you're like, ugh. And it was just like not moving for, for a day. I would. Kill myself. Yeah, not dude, why. So you could go see whatever band. How yeah. good can the band be? Yeah, how good are yeah. they? Ugh. Maybe if like the ghosts of the two dead Beatles <laughs> came from beyond the veil and said we're going to reunite at this festival for one show only, I'd be like, maybe I can find a way to get there. But, but even then, you're even leaving. then, it's like it's going to be on YouTube. Yeah. It'll be on YouTube. You're also, and if you did, you're like, you know, I'm leaving early. I'm not going to see yeah. the encore. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I got to get out. Yeah. And then this is ugh, the carnage. The carnage after. This This is a crusty punk's paradise. And all this party from all around the world. I didn't come because I thought it was going to be hippie crap. Missed out on a lot of good bill and ground scores. I just ground scored these cookies. Oh. And I've been eating out of the garbage the whole time. I love this really crust great. punk. He's my favorite part of the whole. I mean, he's like, I'm good. <laughs> he's like, I came to Woodstock 94 after everyone left. Just so I could score some food. I've been eating like a king. <laughs> it's like Templeton the Rat. <laughs> I mean, you know, and then bulldozers to yeah. clean it up. Free with so many people. Best three days of my life so far. They're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yikes. The peace sign that you saw in that report was made of garbage. It was very similar to the one left on the field as a parting gift after the Woodstock 69 concert. Miraculously, the whole site of this year's concert now looks brand new after one million dollars of soil and seed. 1994 was also a year of loss, of course. Real world star Pedro Zamora, who oh, yeah. brought the horrors of AIDS into millions of viewers' homes, lost his battle with that disease on November 11. Here's a final farewell to Pedro and some other people we lost. I will probably not see the age of 30. I will probably die before I turn 30 years of age. But that's, of course, it's a statistically... That was speaking. such a big deal. Yeah. What I have to remind myself is constantly that I am not in a statistic. I am a human being. And, and somehow you have to find some... Because he died... For anyone listening who doesn't know, like the real world season three... Yeah. San Francisco aired in 94 and they had this kid uh, who had AIDS. And he died like... Two days after the season finale yeah. aired. Yeah. And uh, he was, was 22. He was 22. Oh, John, John Candy. Candy. Raul Julia. Oh, my God, yeah. Michael Callen. Cesar Romero. <laughs> That's a weird one. To That's call. a weird one. Cab Calloway. Okay. Tell us died in 94. Richard Nixon. Yeah. Harry Nilsson. All right. 
Dan, Dan Harmon. Wait, who's Dan Harmon? I can dream about you. I don't know that. From the Streets of Fire soundtrack. Oh, okay. Streets yeah. of Fire, of course. Yeah. Franco Moschino. Okay. The designer. Christian Faffy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Places. That's right. Fred Sonic Smith. You know who he was? No. He would play guitar for the MC5, and he was oh, married to Patti Smith. okay. Oh, okay. He died just like of a heart attack when he was 45. Wow, Oh, yeah, I remember this picture. Yeah. Danny Gatton. I don't know who that is either. Guitarist. He was young. They didn't forget Kurt Cobain. <laughs> They're going to talk about Kurt later. Yeah, just relax. Yeah. It's, it's coming. <laughs> they must have wondered, like, okay, well, we, we, we definitely want to save the Kurt segment for yeah. last, but we also want to do the In Memoriam segment, but do we just, like, not have Kurt Yeah, in let's figure it out. Off with an earthquake in Los Angeles, wrapped up with a political earthquake in Congress. Despite some foreign policy successes in Haiti and Iraq. This is the time for MTV to be like, no, we're a legitimate news. No news. We do news. We're going to talk about the politics. We're going to do it real fast, though. The sour mood dominating the country literally hit home for the Clintons. One man shot up the White House while another deranged man crashed his plane into the first family's backyard. I've forgotten all this. Yeah, I vaguely remember hearing about it. Tabitha is just so happy to be talking about something yeah, that matters. Exactly. She's like, let me cook. Yeah. Slow it, kill it, or just talk it. Look how young Bill Clinton looks. Very young. Is another person checks and balances. He sat with more clicks than your average junior high school. The 103rd Congress was paralyzed by partisanship and will be remembered more for what it didn't do than for what it did. If only we could show them then what's yes. happening now. Yes. Be like, like, because that no. people are like, this is as bad as it gets in yeah. government. Oh, it's so yeah. obstructionist. This is unbelievable. How could, how could it get any worse? <laughs> well, I mean, Newt Gingrich does fucking suck. He but, does uh, eat it. <laughs> but, but like, he's like nothing compared to now. Ugh. And you're an obstructionist if you don't agree. It's almost like, oh, the do nothing. It's so depressing how it's all the same shit. Oh, it is. Like, we're still talking about health care. We're still talking yeah. about fucking abortion. This is 30 years ago. Yeah. millions of young people uninsured. Even traditionally bipartisan legislation like the crime bill was a tough fight. Clinton was the first president to stand up to the National Rifle Association by outlawing 19 types of assault weapons. That guy's form was terrible. Yeah, he did not know how to hold a gun. The president doesn't like the press, and lots of members of the press don't like the president. Although you'd never know it because of the president's hostile relationship with the press, in two years, Clinton has already achieved more domestically than John F. Kennedy, Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, and George wow. Bush combined. Bill Clinton, crime bill, education bill, new student loan system. National he solved everything. Reinventing government initiative that's cutting the size of the federal government. Yeah, but like a lot of it came back. Exactly, and yeah. now it's huge record. <laughs> that's all back. Yeah. These guys inhale that one. White water. Oh God, yeah. Jones distracted both the press and the public from the president's agenda. Do you know of any money that could have gone? Wow, look at Hillary. Young Hillary Clinton. Any of your husband's political campaign? Absolutely not. It's a can of worms. Some of the president's successes 
programs like the National Service Program and revamping the college loan system weren't sexy or Did they revamp it? No, I don't think so. Did they make it a really great system? Wait, they solved college loan, right? I thought that was solved. Again, this is that's exactly the type of thing that's like, I don't know. Like, I've heard of it, but, like, what did they do in 1994 to, quote-unquote, revamp the college loan system? Yeah, because that was so great. Yeah. That was better than it was before? Yeah, because now it's hot ass. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they really did, you know. Anything. Right. You are no generation of slackers. That's that's you. He's saying it to me. Yeah, you're not slackers. You're a doer. Thanks, Bill. You're a doer, Kirk. I try. Like I remember hearing about that. I'm just thinking, like, what's a Republican? Oh, yeah, I'm know. sure you're like, I don't even know what that means. Democrats will get the message that despite a growing economy, voters still don't like what they see when they watch. Again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is this. That is the current headline. Thirty years ago, yeah, it's like the the everyone thinks the economy's in the toilet. It's like last year was amazing yeah. for the economy, but everyone's angry. Everyone's pissed off. Nothing changes. Okay. Finally, let's talk about some Yeah, some of the matters. Violent early days. The stars of the moment were making war with disrespectful writers and fending off congressional investigators. Sometimes it seemed as if everyone was a critic. Snoop Doggy. Dion Warwick just called him Snoop Doggy Doo Doo. The disrespect. Now I know that she's a legend too, and he was not a legend yet. Yeah. But put some respect on the man's name. Doo doo or doggy dog or whatever. Come on, Dion. You know who he is. In early 1994, It's so funny because we, when we did, we, we did the Snoop episode, we're like, now he's Uncle Snoop. Yeah. Before he was dangerous, and now he's Uncle Snoop. And motivates our youth to commit violent behavior. The only thing they're trying to do is take away jobs. You know, this is our job. Dr. Dre trying to make it about job creation. Yeah, like, come on, man. <laughs> Do you think that gangster rap is promoting or contributing to the violent crimes committed by today's youth? The answer is, it depends on what the end of the song is. I mean, what is the purpose of it? Is it to make people understand and empathize with and try to do something about these terrible problems? Or is it to legitimize violence and criminal conduct and ultimately self-defeating behavior? And for me to answer your question, I'd have to know the answer to that, and I just don't know enough to answer it. Gangster rap. Great dodge, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Way to, way to move out of the way of the bill. Of the yeah. Bullet. He's not wrong, but I'm also like, okay, so you're saying you haven't listened to Doggy Style yet? Yeah. Like, How have you not listened to Doggy Style? Why can't you answer it? Literally everyone has listened to Doggy Style. <laughs> we ain't making nobody kill nobody. We ain't, you know what I'm saying? Promoting violence. We just exposing reality. <laughs> Snoop was the Dog case. Dog, a man of many hairstyles, went to number so one with the soundtrack of Murder Was the Case, a mini-movie in which he also starred. Back in real life, Snoop's own murder trial was scheduled to start in January 95. We're after two male suspects, Dr. Dre... Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. I forgot all about this. Kurt called it... Killers. He said it's called Natural Barn Killers. Incorrect. 
Kirk, does it say that? Is it spelled that way on the teleprompter right now? Because it's killers. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's like, I'm not saying it that way. He's like, he wasn't gonna. He's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Simpson murders. Yeah, fuck! I forgot about this one. It's a good one. Worst of years. His death row records label continued to thrive, but in August he was sentenced to eight months in jail for violating probation. Block all way and don't hit my lawyer. Tupac. Much more good to this world, to this court, and to this community if you put me on the street. Yeah. Just Tupac spitting it. Oh, Above the Rim is such a good movie. I've never seen it. Oh, we're going to watch. And he made a movie with Mickey Rourke. Uh, yeah, I saw that one too. Uh, Gangrely. This is a fun graphic. I mean, it's, 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 again, glib. Very glib. <laughs> Soon intruded when Tupac was shot yeah, five it, times during an apparent robbery, then left the hospital only hours after surgery. Yeah, I forget that he got shot in the head. He got shot, and then two years out. before he got yeah. murdered. Tupac wasn't on hand to hear the jury's verdict guilty on three counts of sexual abuse. The story also wasn't good for TLC rapper Lisa oh, yeah. Lopez, who was arrested and accused of torching the mansion of her Yeah, I didn't remember that this happened before Crazy Sexy yeah. Cure came out. She just meant to burn his shoes up in yeah. the tub, but the tub was made of fiberglass, and then the whole house went out. Who knew? Nas, early Nas, early Wu. New, new talent. Uh, okay, I know uh, we've talked about it before. People dunk on Craig Mack. They're stupid. Because Biggie like debuted on the remix to this, yeah. and... Craig Mack became like an afterthought or whatever, but flavor in your ear fucking rules. Still fucking slaps. One of my all-time favorites. Such a fucking jam. Yeah, and we lost him a couple years ago. Yeah. It was very sad. But I, I love flavor in your ear. so good. Both versions. Yeah. Of course, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is like... Yeah, Nas is awesome. Of course. Yeah, Warren G. Me and my friends weren't really listening to Nas then. We were into the you know West Coast stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, this one back in the day. So oh. I love this song. Yeah, Ahmad. That's like a one-hit wonder. Yeah, but what a good so one. So good. I think we had an episode where we looked at that. I didn't think we, we did because we got very nostalgic. Yeah. Most significantly, perhaps, a number of rap newcomers paid tribute to the music. I don't know the youngsters or the Troubleneck Brothers. Don't know them either. No idea. Think about the years I was raised back in the day. Rap looks back. Now we're going to take a look back at some of the year's most memorable raps. Tabitha Sword says, Some of the year's most memorable raps. Very awkward. Give me the most of the questions. Hey, yo, guess what? We roll. Hey, Flavor Flav. Wow. Good to see you. Hi. You look young, too. Yeah. I never got so into the Brady's. This is... What is going on? I think this is... This can't be on the broadcast version. Because this is such a weird tangent. Yeah. But this story that Courtney Love tells is very charming to me. You can describe, you know, a mood, you know, as a Peter mood or a Cindy mood. The Brady's. One Mm. time when I I did telemarketing in L.A., uh, a lot of metal guys did it. Like, did you know, bands like Bang Tango. And you probably do some of these bands that don't get offended. 
jackal or something. And they did a pool one time. They were real scared of me, and they came up to me, and they uh, they said, um, the one guy came up to me, and they were real intimidated by me. I don't know why. And he goes, we just want to know we made a bet. Are you Cindy Brady? And growing up and <laughs> having to do telemarketing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can kind of see it. Now that she said it, a little yeah. bit. A little bit. And even if, you see, if you've seen the actress who played Cindy mm-hmm. in the 90s, it's like, yeah. She and Courtney Love could be sisters. Like, it's not... I think I remember this. It's yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. I also love how she's just smoking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is just a clip about oh, Morrissey God. fans being so extra. Intelligent people. I feel like an idiot. I was just so overwhelmed. <laughs> it's like... Oh, my God. I can't even explain that. <laughs> This kid's like crying. Oh like, Morrissey fucking has reality. this effect he's on people, though. He's a wonderful person. He's very loving, understanding. Is he? He's just a great guy. And well, now he's also like a QAnon guy. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, Heroes Die Hard. But, yeah, back then he was still... They yeah. will literally do anything and go to any lengths and uh, be as extreme. Just, I'm just I'm I'm the, the most British person ever. <laughs> no one's more British than me. My voice is in the back of my throat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, she's just melting. That's 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 the Morrissey effect. What do you think you're most known for? Your acting, your music, or the controversy that surrounds you? My big mouth. (laughs) My big mouth. I got a big mouth. He's like 22 here. Still just full of charm. Yeah. But my controversy problem. It's not my fault. I'm trying to find my way in the world. You know, I'm trying to be somebody instead of just make money off everybody. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I go down paths that haven't been traveled before, and I usually mess up. But I learn. You know what I'm saying? I come back stronger. You know, damn, I'm man. Ignorant, I'm like, you know God saying? damn. So I, I believe you. Yeah, no one had more charisma than mm-hmm. Tupac. So I think my mouth, my controversy. I've, I have not been out of the papers since I've been, since I joined Digital Underground. I've been in, you know what I'm saying? It's never, my name has not been not uttered you know what I'm saying and that's good for me because I don't want to be forgotten if I'm forgotten then that means I'm comfortable and that means I think everything is okay well the good news Tupac is that 30 years later you still haven't been forgotten yes the bad news is you've been dead (laughs) been dead for for 28 years so (laughs) which one are you taking the thing is it wasn't this is great this is I don't know why they were interviewing them but this is Pulp Fiction is 30 this year. Yeah, that's right, because it's 94. And this is from some interview with Quentin and John Travolta. Oh, I can't wait for this. Where they talk about playing the Welcome Back Connor board yeah, game together. This is a I- iconic story. Okay, you, you know this? Yeah. Yeah, this is fun. Oh, no, I didn't think no, I had anything. It wasn't about anything. It was about just about like a date to get together to play... Game boards, oh, right. yeah. Cotter Grease and Saturn Fever. Exactly. That was what it was more about. Yeah, that was more important. <laughs> yeah, it was more about getting John's autograph. All right, <laughs> right. you know, <laughs> and having him sign my Grease album. All right, you know. <laughs> but it's it's really talks. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I like how much fun they're having with they each other. Are. They're like two little boys. They're like buds. Yeah. Playing, um, the up your nose with a rubber hose game. Yeah, we're playing card again. Do you want me to? 
beef on Reno? Or do you want me to... Uh... I mean, that was a highlight to the luncheon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was it. It was like, you know, because, uh, like, you know, you can play Barbara, you can be Barbara, you know, be Epstein. And think, well, do you want me to be John? Or do you want me to be Barbara? Yeah. And then, yeah, very soft. When, when Quentin gets serious, his voice gets very quiet. He said, oh, no, 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 no. What I want you to do is... It's an occasion. If you if you feel like it, you might say something like Barbarino itself. You know, but I said, well, do you want to... Uh, I'm so confused. I said, do you want me to let you win? He said, oh, no. And then his voice got big. Oh, no, no, no. You mustn't let me win. Now, the thing is, he did win the game, by the way. All right? Uh, but I insist. It was because I normally play Barbarino when I play the Welcome Back Potter game. I was stirring up my timing being Washington. All right? This is crazy. It's so charming because, like, Quentin is such a fanboy. Yeah. But John Travolta is so obviously, like, delighted. Yeah. And not put off by, like, him being a fanboy of, like, the dumb sitcom that launched his career. And there's something charming about John Travolta just having fun talking about just happy to back be there Potter too, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll be like, do you want me to be? Do you want me to when we play the board game, the Welcome Potter board game with you? Do you want me to be Bobberino? Yeah, because I will. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, that I just loved that yeah. segment. I don't know what it's from, but uh, Rock it was World. Fun. Uh, I kind of stick out. Henry Rollins. Very funny because I'm not some guy who. Uh, had, you know, the typical rocker is just going, <laughs> <laughs> you know? and I'm more like a narc or something. Like, wow. Oh, I'm, in, I'm in rock and roll. <laughs> he's spot on. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, he's very self-aware because he does have that vibe of like, he's a badass, but also <clears throat> kind of a square. Yes, exactly. He looks like a, the, like, you know, when the Ren, Ren and Stimpy, John Crickfalusi's art style is just like mid-century American yes. man with like a giant chin. Mm-hmm. Like Henry Rollins is that cartoon character, him. but also a punk rock legend. A huge punk rock legend. Yeah, and clearly he knows it because yeah, he's just totally self-aware, which yeah. is great. I don't. I'm not very rock and roll. I'm so straight in a lot of ways. But I will kick your fucking Yo, ass. I'm beat you. Got ass. gas? When I'm skating, just stop at the gas station to get gas. So this is a segment. Uh, where Flavor Flav is just in New York City and he's trying to buy some little kid an Icy at the bodega. <laughs> I don't something. know this at all. But this kid clearly doesn't know who Flavor Flav oh, is. Oh, it's a crime. So it's just like a strange man. Like, you want an Icy? And he's like, no. <laughs> no, he's I like, don't no, want no, 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 I'm going to get you an Icy. You need gas, G. Word up, man. If you ain't got gas, you can go here. You want Icy, G? I'm gonna get icy, G. Get icy, man. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm telling you, make the rolling a lot cooler, G. Word up, man. I'm telling you, G. You be like, if you don't know who that is, this is a very uncomfortable situation. He's like, I'm good. Word up, G. Get any flavor you want, man. Come here, man. Come here, come here, G. I don't want it. Huh? Exactly. He's like, stranger danger. I'm gonna give it to you, G. New York kids know. Yeah. Like, they're not. Come on, B. They're not getting any fans. He's like, okay, I guess there's a camera here. Sounds like, all right, free IC. I'm oh, off on my rollerblades. In my rollerblades. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, rollerblades are awesome. Oh, wow. 94 was the year of Jim Carrey. When you went for 
He had three hit movies. The biggest, just all over the place. Yeah, Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber all the same year. On the concert front this year, the big acts were older than ever, and ticket prices were higher, but audiences turned out in droves anyway. Here's the wrap-up. Why tour Lollapalooza style this summer? What's good about it? What do you like about it? I don't know. I saw them. The Beasties? I saw the Beasties in 94... Well, they did Lollapalooza, so Anne must have seen it too. Anne Tribe. Look, it's Billy Corgan with hair still. Oh, look at him. He's a darling. (laughs) Oh, is this the voodoo? The voodoo lounge? Uh, Is this rockin' a hard place? That's such a bad song. No, this is uh, Love is Strong. Love is Strong. Ugh. You're so sweet. Sweet. Pink Floyd. Boo. But as I mentioned, in, I think the last episode, this now is only the midpoint of the Rolling Stones' career. That's crazy. Because it's Beth then you're like, they're done. Yeah, they've been around for 30 years yeah. at that point. They have a soul, Black, black Rose. I have a soft spot for the Black Rose. I like the Black Rose. Yeah. Pantera, of course. Pantera. There's nothing like Pantera fans. There's Dimebag, alive and well. Wow. <laughs> Punch him in the jaw. An even more significant legal development, Pearl Jam canceled a planned oh, yeah. tour complaining that the hefty service charges... The Ticketmaster ticket thing, which again, nothing ever fucking no, changed. It's still the same shit. Yeah. You can't get tickets, they cost a arm and a leg. Service charges. But this is why we like Pearl Jam even though we don't like their music. Exactly, because they're, they're on the right side of every Exactly. Issue. But they can't go anywhere but Ticketmaster for concert tickets. Billy Joel and Elton John. Look at look at those expensive ticket prices. Twenty seven fifty for Ro- Billy Joel. Rolling Stones, the high end, sixty dollars. Wow. You're not even getting nosebleed seats to see the Stones for less no. than like three hundred. I mean, it's crazy those prices. I'm like salivating out over how affordable. I, would, this I, is. I don't even like most of these bands. I'd see them for this price. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, ten dollars to see Bob Dylan, it, the, sure. the, the music artist I hate most in the world. But it's only ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, I go. Sure, that's worth it. I think music is something that's well worth the price no matter what cost again I want to go back in time and show them the way things yeah exactly you guys have so much to learn college year in schools across the country students rights were being called into question left and right students fought for what they could wear what they could say what parts of their bodies they could pierce even who they could take to the prom Allison Stewart has this report wow when you hit the front door of a public school do your rights end? no uh, the Supreme Court has ruled uh, for the last 25 years that the Constitution doesn't stop at the schoolhouse gate. You know, the gate to your schoolhouse? The gate? I mean, you must have watched this and been like, oh man, high school. Whoa. Yeah. Well, my brother started high school this year. Okay. While condoms pinned to a California girl's clothes as a safe sex message got her dismissed from school. That rules. That does rule. To your clothes as a political statement about age and safety is exactly the same as wearing a black armband to protest the war in Vietnam in 1969. It's exactly the same. This as guy's cool. Yeah. 
So it's very serious political speech, and that's why the First Amendment to the Constitution protects it. That even applies to the Hooters case in Ames, Iowa. It's all right, I don't remember this. I don't remember this at all. But what you're about to see made me, like, stand up and clap <laughs> okay. when, I, when I watched it. What these junior high girls did. T-shirts from Hooters restaurants say Hooters more than a mouthful, and for some time, Ames middle schoolers were wearing them. When their annoyed classmates made up their own rebuttal shirts claiming cocks nothing to crow about, the principal immediately banned the latter and suspended the students. I want to know why this happened to us and how come none of the teachers said anything about this. That rules. Those girls rule. Yeah. This is a junior high school. Junior high. Where it got to be trendy for the boys to wear Hooters t-shirts. And these tween girls made their own t-shirts that said cocks nothing to crow about. That's and got suspended. I want to interview Mary Shaw now. Oh, yeah. Because she's like my age. Yeah, 100%. Like, what happened to you? That's amazing. I hope you are living your best it's life. It's a great part. Like, well, yeah. why, why, why we get suspended? And also, they're right. Like, fuck that school board yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's the same like, shit. Yeah. Other shirt. Teachers in Wellington, Texas wow. said something about Jonathan Skelton's nose ring. They said it was a disruption. Therefore, he was put in educational confinement. That's crazy. I can't, I don't have... In public school. That's crazy. I think they're just trying to make it as hard on me as they can, so I'll take it out. They shouldn't have the right to tell me what I can wear and what I can't wear. That's even in question in California. In August, Governor... Burbank High School? Holy shit! ...schools to require uniforms. Following up an early... Is that your kids? Is that... Uh, no. Burbank High School is... They go to a different... uh, Oh, okay. They go to the other one. But that's weird. There's no no dress code at Burbank either. Supposedly gang-related clothing. Wow. While in Georgia, a moment of silence went into effect in July. A popular idea in 94, reopening the controversy surrounding school prayer, which was ruled unconstitutional in 1962. This is Snellville, Georgia. And on the first day of classes at South Gwinnett High on August 22nd, the day began with a moment of silence. Social studies teacher Brian Bound wasn't silent that morning. He lectured through the quiet time on the separation of church and state. <laughs> that rules. Uh, he's like, fuck that. In the neighboring yeah. state of Alabama, Principal Hewlin Humphreys threatened to cancel the prom if interracial couples attended. What? What? Yeah. I mean, it's it's... It's 1994. What? But it's also Alabama. Yeah, that is unbelievable. No interracial couples at the prom. In 94. Yeah. Wow. A biracial student wanted to take her white boyfriend. It was Humphrey's response that led ultimately to a Justice Department investigation. I said, who am I supposed to take? Because I'm biracial. He said, that's a problem. Your mom and dad made a mistake. Oh. He denied <laughs> that he ever said it's your mistake. Is that true? I've heard him not, but I know he did say it, and everyone else knows he did say it. Humphreys was reassigned, and later that year... Not fired, reassigned. Like, what is this, the Catholic Church? Yeah. Oh, we'll just move him to a different school. Basically, so he can be the same guy. Yeah. I thought things like that would happen. And then they burned the school. Wow. Although, it's it's unclear to me who burned the school down and why. Because that could be cool... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it's not, not cool. But it's like, yeah, yeah, which which side of that burned the school? Yeah, down? exactly. Students were seen and not heard, but in '94 they stood up for their rights. Yeah. Even when the powers that be treated them wrong. I think it's time for the teachers to realize that they're not the only one. It's bad to be virulently and openly yeah. racist yeah. against teachers. Need to learn that students. Yeah. Teachers need to learn that racism's bad. 
I hope all those kids are the kid with the nose ring. Yeah. That biracial girl. The the junior high girl who made the cocks nothing yeah. to crow about t-shirt. I hope they are all living awesome lives. I hope now. they're thriving because they rock. Public schools, taking them out of the hands of school boards and turning administrative duties over to private firms, which was recently proposed in Hartford, Connecticut, to make their schools run more efficiently. Back in the world of music, the single worst day of the year was pretty short. Music. I remember when that happened and they like Kurt uh, Loader. Yeah. Got on the air and he was shook. Yeah, and he's never shook. He yeah. was like really devastated. I think we'll see a clip of of the MTV oh, News okay. brief of him announcing will, it. But I yeah. will never forget that. This is like the closing segment because obviously this is the biggest music news story yeah. of 1990. They had to close with it. Is Kurt Cobain's death? Forget it. It was only they were only around for like three years. Yeah, not long. Seemingly out of nowhere and changed the face of modern rock music. But Kurt Cobain, Nirvana's gifted then 24-year-old singer and songwriter, was unable to enjoy their newfound success due to depression and excruciatingly painful lifelong stomach ailment and drugs. I was in pain. I mean, I was in pain for so long that I didn't care if I was in a band. I didn't care if I was alive. I mean, it had been going on and, and building up for so many years that I was, you know, suicidal. I mean, I just didn't want to live. Later, however, with the release of In Utero and another successful tour, Cobain's spirits were up. About a year and a half ago, I was completely fed up with the whole thing. I didn't want to oh, yeah. her in Hall. I, it was just it was freaking me out. You know? Guys, but, so um, young. I love Kurt Cobain so much. So young. Yeah. Then something went wrong. Then everything went wrong. Did you ever go see uh, Nirvana? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no chance. Not for you. I like them. I just I like the hits. Then in Rome, he was suddenly hospitalized in a coma after mixing a prescription sedative with alcohol. Time it was said to be an accident, but there was nothing accidental about what happened next. Hi, Kurt Loader with an MTV News special report. The body of Nirvana leader Kurt Cobain was found. I mean, was, you look at the you look at the paper shaking. Yeah. shotgun blast to the head. I will never forget that when that came on. I was like, he was upset. She was concerned. Police said a shotgun and suicide note were found beside the body. It was discovered by an electrician who had showed up at around 8 a.m. to do some work yeah, in the you house. Can see it. He looked in a window and said he recognized the body on the floor as Cobain's. Before we closed, there was a, a note. I only read the bottom line. I forgot about that, that the electrician found it. I, I didn't you. know that. Suicide note was addressed to Courtney Love, Cobain's wife and the mother of his baby daughter, Francis Bean. Francis is like 30 years old, 32. Yeah, she was born in 92. Yeah. About something, and then she never saw her again. Did you actually get to see something nice before the end at all? I want to know what that interview with Kurt and Courtney yeah. was. I would love to watch the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Seattle Park to memorialize the musician who just felt he couldn't go on anymore. Courtney Love, clearly beside herself with grief, sent a taped message distinguished by its total lack of traditional sentiment. I don't really know what to say. I feel the same way you guys do. I don't really think it takes away his dignity to read this, considering that it's addressed to most of you. 
It's actually pretty easy to understand. I haven't felt the excitement. This is her reading his suicide note at the uh, vigil. Along with really writing something for too many years now. The fact is, I can't fool you, any one of you. It simply isn't fair to you or to me. The worst crime I can think of would be to pull people off by faking it, pretending as if I'm having 100% fun. No, Kurt, the worst crime I can think of is for you to just continue being a rock star when you hate it and just then stop. The mainstream press at Cobain pegged as another drug-addled rock star, missing the point entirely. He could have gone so much more places with his talent. I mean, he was a great, he had great music, great talent. I'm just very shocked. I'm really upset because I, I sort of admired him and I really liked Nirvana and I think it's, it's a real shame that he did it. We can't believe that it happened. It's unbelievable. And this is, this is one man that will not be forgotten. Nirvana's like the only music I listen to nowadays. Them and Screaming Trees, but... Them and Screaming Trees. Them and Screaming Trees. That's the tracks. One of the reasons I never understood why anyone had a conspiracy theory that he was murdered and didn't kill himself is that suicide note is so curt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so obviously written in his voice, no one could have faked it. Yeah. No one wrote that for him. Yeah. Really shows that David Frick. Oh, yeah. out there that, that really has to come to Big grips time. with um, their future. And in many ways, I think a lot of older people and parents really should look at this as like, you know, this is a rock star, I couldn't handle it. I say, this is your kid. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. I love when people say think about it. Say that it doesn't feel like there's something missing. Little baby David, yeah, tiny young guy. Yeah, MTV just played unplugged on a loop. Oh yeah, I remember that constantly. So Kurt Cobain was gone way too soon. And while it may be a cliche to say that his music lives on, the quality of the music that he wrote and played with Nirvana, its human dimension, was such that it really is a consolation of sorts and continues to speak to all who listen. Something did happen, but I think it's just a general attitude amongst people to realize that there are that many people, that many kids our age, that basically have the same views as we do and like the same kind of music. You know, that's a really amazing thing. It's very weird to me that he's been dead for 30 years. That's a long time. Yeah. It's always weird when they're like, they've been dead longer than they've been alive. Yeah. It's freaky. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you have it. The Year in Rock, 1994. There it is. There it is. Everything that happened. Everything. We didn't miss one thing. Because they put in David Lee Roth at the end. <laughs> and more Jim Carrey. More Jim Carrey playing with his ear. Okay. I'm glad that they put that clip in there because it's iconic. Yeah. That at this MTV town hall with Bill Clinton, that girl asked him boxers or briefs. I never forgot that that question happened, but I hadn't seen the footage in Mm -hmm. 30 years and I forgot that that girl was so hot. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Bill's like, I'll tell you afterwards. And the way that, like, the twinkle in his eye. Oh, yeah. After she asked him that question. 
recontextualizes it completely yeah. for me. He got a little tickled on that. I mean, she looks like a, a model. Yeah, she does. And I didn't realize that, like, I thought it was some smart ass. And I realized I was like, oh, this girl's like fucking coming on to me. Yeah, and to, he's to loving it. And he is into it. Yeah. He's like, look at that. Yeah. Look at that smile. Look, look at his face. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Red Rocket show. And then show Who are these guys? I have no idea who the fuck those dudes are. We yeah. planned for the people. We jumped into the people. We had one one hellacious rock and roll good time. Like, wait, I'm getting a call. It's Beck. <laughs> what a clown. What a nerd. <laughs> oh, they didn't make us listen to but too much kind of throws music. That's good. <laughs> I actually like Mr. Jones. Still. I can do with I, I'm sure they're good guys. <laughs> Adam Durick. I can do without them. He dated like every... Jordan, you know what they Cox, didn't right? talk about at all was friends, but I think maybe it just hadn't too become... Too new. It was too new. It hadn't become such a cultural phenomenon yeah. yet, but I bet the 1995 version has it, but... Next year we'll find out. That'll have to be next year when we watch the Friends segment. Teaser. Uh, but that's it for this episode of Music Raygun. Do you feel like uh, you're now prepared to get nostalgic about all that stuff? Throughout the year, as you're like, oh, this weekend's 30 years since Woodstock 94. Well, as, now, like, I'm like, now I'm worried about next year. Oh, the stuff that you're going to be reminded yeah, is 30 years old. Yeah, because now it's just getting older and older. Yeah, that would be when I was in eighth grade. Things change in eighth grade. <laughs> Things change. Yeah, but that is the end of this episode of Music Raygun. Music Raygun is hosted by me. I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. Until next time. See ya. Yeah.